one of you is the monster. Monster? We're British, you know. Hello, my name's Chris Denton. And I'm Paul Monk. And we are a very, very British horror. horror. Yes, and we're back for a special episode. And we're going to talk about a film. Well, Paul, tell us the film we're going to talk about, please. Okay, so we're going to talk about um, the... Well, I guess it's not, it's not, it's sort of like the second sequel to Dracula, isn't it? You're right, you're right. It, it, Officially. Um, it is both a direct sequel and the second sequel yes. to Dracula. Yep, and um, it is the return of Christopher Lee in Dracula, Prince of Darkness. Yes, and um, this is not the one with Alice Cooper, is it? And what one's that? I've not heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> Prince of Darkness, the John Carpenter film from 1987. Oh, of course, he's in that. Yeah, it? this is, yeah. But, but this is not that film. So, apologies, John Carpenter fans. You basically come to the wrong podcast because it this, doesn't have Dracula in it. I mean, Prince jo- of Darkness. Prince of Darkness doesn't claim to have Dracula in. No, no. And, uh, actually, this film is identical, apart from it has Dracula in. And everything else is <laughs> different as well. Different. Anyway, I've already ruined this intro for everyone by mentioning the John Carpenter film, but I just really had to. But, I, but anyway, people want facts. They want facts and information, and they want to know right, real stuff. So, have you got anything for us, Paul? No, no, me, me either. But <laughs> so, first of all, just I'll just say, um, last time I recorded, I had an episode out. Was when October last year? It, it was. It was just before I moved house. Yes. So. Um, what have you been up to? I've moved house. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but what would have been better was if I had said I went on a trip to Eastern Europe to see the historic town of Carlsbad, which, as you know, yeah. is the, the, the top tourist destination yeah. that the they have over The town of Carlsbad. Yeah, well, it's, it's where um, English tourists have been flocking since Victorian times. Yep. And um, I met a guy there called Father Shandor, and he told me, don't go there. And, of course, I thought... He was just trying to tell me, you yeah. know, basically it's the best place, but I keep it for myself. So I went there anyway. And okay. he said, if you do go there, don't go near the castle. And there was a castle, and I went straight to it. <laughs> was it Was it nice? No, I was killed. Oh, okay. I only had myself to blame, really. He did, really, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> Priests tell you not to do something. You should just obey them blindly, obviously. <laughs> Um, and there we go. That's that's that's, the, that's your that is the actual plot or the first part of the plot of that, that film. I know that, that 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 is the worst summary of Dracula Prince of Darkness probably ever committed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite pleased with that. Um, oh, okay. Can, uh, so a few a few actual things. Dracula Prince of Darkness was um, I think it was filmed in 1965 and released in 1966. It was yeah. Directed by Terence Fisher, who had directed Dracula and Brides of Dracula, I think. Yeah. And. It was written by, well, it was written by Jimmy Samster. Yeah. <laughs> from a story by Anthony Hines. But yeah. the credits say written by John Sampson from a story by John, John Elwell. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it, it, interesting there, actually, because um, Jimmy Samster didn't use a pseudonym very often, but this was well after his um, early period when he wrote the, the three initial great hammers, didn't he? And yeah. by this time, he was ashamed to be associated with gothic horror, basically. And they they used an old script. Was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Why um, was that? That's a brilliant question. So, Jimmy, Jimmy Sangster saw a poster that had him that had his name billed as Jimmy Frankenstein Sangster, okay. and he really hated it. He, he was offended 
by someone doing that. Right. And and yeah, he only actually went. He went back. Um, he went back under his own name, directed a couple of uh, Hammer horrors, didn't he? Yeah. Um, which he hated, but he did because he wanted to be a director. <laughs> but he, he wanted to write thrillers and things, didn't he? Fear in the Night and yeah. stuff, stuff like that. Um, but I thought I think it was a shame. But then he wasn't the only one who was ashamed of Dracula, Prince of Darkness, or having his name associated with Dracula, Prince of Darkness, because of course Christopher Lee probably wasn't actually thrilled. No. So the and Christopher Lee tells this story or told this story, didn't he? About oh, he didn't have any dialogue in Dracula, Prince of Darkness because the dialogue he did have was awful, and he said, "Oh, he said something like I am the apocalypse, and it was just dreadful, and I refused to say it." Yeah, that's been but refuted it, by. Jimmy Sangster, though, who yeah. said he didn't write any lines at all. And it doesn't ever make any not, sense. It's not in any scripts either, apparently. There aren't ever any evidence of any scripts that had any lines either. No, I, no I, I'm sure it was never in the script. I think Christopher Lee misremembered that, but he misremembered it because he was ashamed of being Dracula yeah. or annoyed with being Dracula. I think um, he'd come back to the role and it after a good period and I think he was probably paid a decent wedge to do it and, and it was part of a sweetener because yeah. um, Hammer made this film uh, alongside Rasputin the Mad Monk which yeah. is a historical epic starring Christopher Lee as as uh, Rasputin and clearly what they said to him was if you do Dracula for us we'll give you loads of money and a serious proper role yeah <laughs> so, so he did it but he obviously was never that thrilled in fact he was even less thrilled with the ones that came up <laughs> it's, it's interesting isn't it you've got a great writer and you've got a great actor yeah and they both kind of basically hated doing this film yeah and that would you would think ensure that it was rubbish but but I'm not sure that we're going to come to that conclusion frankly oh, well. let's wait and see yeah there was also a um, th- third rumour that went around as to why he had no lines, which was all to do with the fact that, he, that, that which it's an unsubstantiated rumour, but it was about um, his money and the, the fact that he already cost them quite a bit of money and actually having more dialogue might have cost Hammer even more. But I think that's just not true. I don't think he was paid by the word. I don't think anyone's <laughs> ever been paid by the word in the history of the acting profession. Yeah. Well, all right, maybe maybe some people have, but but not not in this. No, um, I think that was that sounds like a joke. Yeah. So, um, but what I thought we might do is when this episode goes out, we'll do a poll and see whether you think Christopher Lee's version is true or Jimmy Sangster's version is true. We are all over social media. That's amazing. Yeah, I think we should definitely do that. Do you know my theory? He doesn't speak because he doesn't speak in Dracula after the first 10 minutes. No. And, and they just carried on in, from Dracula. But basically, he speaks when he's pretending not to be a vampire. But, yeah. But in, in Prince of Darkness, he never pretends not to be a vampire. No. Therefore, he doesn't need to speak. So that's my, my, my theory is it makes perfect sense. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, yeah. And you, but I want to <coughs> now come, because I mentioned Dracula. Of course, the opening of Dracula, Prince of Darkness is the ending of yeah, Dracula. Yeah. And I should say, I mean horror of Dracula. If you're listening it's a, it's a recap with a bit of extra voiceover. Which I presume is by Andrew Keir, the voiceover. I don't think it is him. Uh, so I couldn't find uh, the name of a narrator anywhere. So, yeah. I mean, I didn't look very hard because, but, but I, think, I think it must be, it sounded to me like it was Father Shandor. See, uh, yeah, I didn't think it did. 
Well, so that's who do you interesting. Think, who do you think it was? No, that? Well, I don't know who I thought it was. We should have another poll. Was yeah. it Andrew Keir? Was it Valentin Dial? Was it Mike Raven? Who was it? <laughs> <laughs> who does the voiceover? But there's a story. Yeah. There's, there's another story. This is shamelessly stolen from Peter Cushing's autobiography. But, but he, was, he was actually paid um, in order for them to use that footage, which okay. you, you would expect contractually he probably would have received a flat fee for Dracula, but, but, but it, it seems that um, Hammer was... But, fit, but uh, he was the biggest star, though, still, wasn't he, at that point? Or, or he, well, he, he was. Bigger, he yeah. was the biggest star in, yeah. in, in Dracula, that, that, that's true. But I, I think the arrangement was you just got paid a flat fee. I think the British cinema did that a, a lot. I'm not actually sure whether Hammer actually needed to pay him or not, but I don't. They went to his house to talk to him about it, and he was having some building work, and um, so the the Hammer producer, I don't know who it was, um, but it was probably Michael Carreras or someone like that, wasn't it? But but they just paid for the building work, and Peter Cushing was chuffed. Oh, excellent! Because he was like, I didn't even appear, and I had. He was probably owed like a million pounds, but he had like some bricks done instead. But yeah. <laughs> he no, was happy. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, and and the other thing about this flashback, of course, is that uh, this is a slightly boring point. Um, it's it's like in the middle of the screen and a little diamond yeah. isn't it? with smoke yeah. all around it, and that's because Dracula was done in like normal widescreen ratio, oh, okay. whereas uh, Dracula: Prince of Darkness was like a Panavision cinema scope, whatever right. you know, super widescreen. Yeah, um, yeah, you're so, right. That was boring. I know. <laughs> <laughs> People like to know that stuff. That they was do a, like to know that, that stuff. Was a fact. That's true. It may even have been a true fact. <laughs> it was, yeah. <laughs> if I remembered it correctly. Um, uh, but then, the, the, then afterwards, we were introduced to um, Father Shandle uh, with a similar voice to the narrator. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it is him, but never mind. Well, it's a similar okay. voice. Okay, so we need to, we probably need to just get into the plot in a little bit. But okay, I have a I have a query about Father Shandle. Okay, yeah. Right. Played by Andrew Keir. Played by Andrew Keir. Everyone in this on the screen refers to him as Father Shandle. But he's credited as Father Sandor. Very true. And in is fact, there any reason? Do you know if there's any reason why that that's that way around? Um, Apart be, from somebody just balls up. Well, no, I I think it's um, not <coughs> an English name, and therefore the letters aren't all sounded out in the English way. All right. <laughs> um, I do know that the. Uh, Hammer House of Horror, um, or whatever it was, Halls of ha- it was Halls of Hammer, wasn't it? The the, the quality comic that came out in the seventies. Um, I, I know that had a, a Father Shandor comic strip, it did indeed. which misspelt his name <laughs> because, yeah. because they put the H in when there is no H. In. Okay, so you're saying it's just that there should be a uh, it's a pronunciation thing. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because you know, other people in other languages they, they pronounce things differently to the way we pronounce it. All right. Yeah, they do. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was just something that, that, that bothered m- me a bit. Monk. Don't. No. Okay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so this this is the the comment. You just showed me something on the screen. I How is that a something. good podcast thing to do? So it's just a, a <laughs> thing about the father of Shandor with an H, 
um, it's a, a, date, a wiki page for the comic version. Yeah. So yes. And you're enjoying reading that whilst I'm, I'm here. Enjoying, yeah, I'm trying to find trying something. to fill dead space. <laughs> so <laughs> yep. Yeah, so yeah. So he got. Um, so apparently, Des Skin, who was uh, editor of the various Marvel Col- comics at the time. Quality, was it not Marvel? It's Quality Comics, isn't it? Uh, it could be, yeah. Dead, Dead Skin, yes. Yes. For, famous for Warrior magazine, Alan Moore. That's it, yes. So apparently, yeah, um, was impressed enough to give him his own strip in um, House of Hammer in 1977, and in 1982 became a regular part of the lineup of Warrior magazine. See... He, he, I think he's a very good character. Yeah. And, and we meet him at the beginning of the film. And he, he seems to be, strangely enough, a man of like rationality, despite being yeah, a, yeah. a father and, and and also seemingly an abbot. Yeah. I mean, I'm not um, really up on clergy, but, but he, no. he seems to be in charge of an order of monks. And that's not like a father. That's, that's an abbot, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. But we don't meet the monks straight away, of course. No, no, no. 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 So, so basically, in this scene, where it opens with um, the uh, some funeral. men doing a funeral, they're carrying a a young girl on a stretcher out to what looks like a kind of uh, pyre. It's quite a few Hammer films start this way, if I'm they do, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, this is a bit different in that I guess she's not in a coffin or anything. So yeah, she's, yeah. she's on a sort of stretcher. And there's a priest there and they put her on the, the funeral pyre and the priest starts um, doing a bit of Latin-y stuff. And then one of the men gets out a stake and a hammer and is about to draw, hammer that through her heart when Father Shandor turns up. And... and, and, uh, I mean, and he tries to stop it, which is bizarre, because it. it seems like a sensible precaution to me. Yeah. But he's like, ah, oh, no, chill out, Dracula's gone, it's all fine. <laughs> yeah. So basically, <laughs> we're, in a, we're in a part of the country where uh, even though Dracula's dead, um, and they're, they're, it's sort of made, made, it's tried to, it's implied that there's not really been any actual vampire activity for, well, it's 10 years since Dracula was, was killed. Mm-hmm. Yes, in, in in the film it's ten years. Yeah, although, although it's eight years in real life. They're about eight, seven or eight years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, then Father Shandor goes to the pub, <laughs> <laughs> as you do. But um, yeah, so it's it's. I think it's just quite interesting that they, they, obviously this superstition still um, exists, and they they they're just taking the added precaution of just and he's going whacking a stake through the heart. Okay. Um, and he's going around. I don't believe all this superstitious rubbish. Anyway, yeah. here's the Bible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> but what, which I mean is, he's coming across like he's a rationalist, well, but he's not a rationalist. He's sort of an, an well, no enlightened point, religious man. To be fair, at no point does he ever really kind of do any God stuff. Does well, he, no, really? he, no, he does a little bit. Does he? he? Um, so, so um, much later on, with with when they've captured Helen and he's. He's giving her a good staking. <laughs> oh, I'm going. So, oh, I'm, I'm doing the psychoanalytical thing on time. He, he's giving. He's giving her a good staking. Doing the carry on thing. <laughs> about that. Uh, um, but but afterwards, he's he, he does the Latin and kisses the the the, the, the thing they kiss and oh, stuff. Yeah, that's true. And, and then he refuses to kill Clove as well. 
Well, we haven't talked yeah. about Clove yet. We will we'll, we'll talk about Clove in, in, in great depth later. Cause but he, he says, like, he, 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 Father Shandor says, I may bend the rules of my order from time to time, but I can't break them. Yeah. So, but, but it is a good counterpoint because he is different from Professor Van Helsing because yeah. Professor Van Helsing is a man of science. His father Shandor is not a man of science. No. He, but he does know about vampires. Was there any, um, that you know of, any uh, suggestion that they were going to get Peter Cushing back for this one? I do not think they could afford to do that. Okay. So uh, I think for budgetary reasons, as much as anything, they didn't do that. But because also remember that, as you correctly pointed out, in Dracula, Christopher Lee was not famous. He, no. I mean, he'd become a name because of Curse of Frankenstein, but it was an, it was another Peter Cushing film, wasn't it? Yeah. Whereas he was, yeah. he was massively famous by this point, but needed a hit. So, yeah. so I think the money went went to him. Okay. Yeah, that was a. Indeed, as, as well as Rasputin, which also doesn't star. Um, well, Pit, Peter Cushing almost exactly the same cast more or less well, you, yeah yeah you're right <laughs> uh, but Hammer made another two films because it was like a four film thing so they immediately made another two films um, essentially on the same sets and that was Plague of the Zombies and The yeah. Reptile yeah. and neither of those have got Peter Cushing yeah. in fact Peter Cushing or Christopher Lee in but they, then they obviously have roles that Cushing or Lee could yeah. have had so yeah. I think for budgetary reasons they, they, they basically yeah. couldn't afford Cushing at all and they, they could afford well they spent all their money on Christopher Lee yeah and to get him back to get him to do Dracula essentially yeah, um, yeah. but they, they also celebrated whilst they were filming this I think they celebrated Hammer's 10th anniversary Oh, yeah, and yeah. they had a big dinner, and they did invite Peter Cushing to that. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. I think that seems only fair. Um, and and now I think we should, in the pub that Father Shandor's gone to, there yeah. are some English travellers. There are, and because like myself, they, they, they <laughs> decided to go on holiday to um, they're, they're, they 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 to climbing or, or something. There's, no, they mentioned cl- climbing at some point. Yeah, I think that was an English pastime, wasn't it? We used yeah. to we used to do that for some reason. Yeah, they I'm don't like, look as though they're they're very kind of equipped for climbing. They've though. got one small suitcase each. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they're on this tour around Europe, and they're like, and this is where um, Father Sandler says, maybe don't they, they say they're going cars. climbing up the mountains, but really they're just going to sit in a ski lodge and drink alcoholic drinks all day in front of a fire. That's what I do. In fact, that's what we meet them doing as well. It's <laughs> true. This is what they're doing, yeah. Uh, we should go through who they are. So yeah, okay. There's Captain Scarlet. Yeah. Francis Matthews playing yeah. some... What's his name? Al, uh, not Alan, Alan. Paul. Paul. Kent, I think his name Paul is. Paul Kent, you're right. And, and, and then his brother, Alan. Yeah. Played by... Oh, Johnny some Nobody. Blake. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, and then there is uh, Paul's wife, Thingamy. <laughs> yeah, uh, and Helen's wife. I lied. It's uh, um, Francis Matthews is Charles Kent. Charles Kent. Yeah. You, Paul is from um, Scars of Dracula. Yeah, which I know. You and I was thinking of Paul Shelley, who is um, uh, Francis Matthews' brother. 
You're right, yeah, yeah. But I, I'm sure, but because you mentioned to me before that Scars of Dracula is essentially a remake. It is of, essentially a remake of Dracula: of Prince of Darkness. Yeah. And I'm sure the, the character's called Paul. Yes, in that, in that you, could, film. you could be right. That's maybe what I'm thinking of. Yeah, but but so Charles Kent played by Francis Matthews. Yeah, Alan Kent played by Charles Tingwell. Oh uh, yeah, whatever happens to him. <laughs> Um, and then you've got Suzanne Farmer playing yeah. Mrs. Kent. <laughs> <laughs> Diana Kent. Yeah, Diana Kent. They're, uh, they're all Kents. Uh, and Barbara Shelley playing Helen Kent. Yes, that's right. And, and um, Just as a side note, Barbara Shelley being the first of two notable Doctor Who guest stars. Yeah. Planet of Fire. Yeah, and I think you're going, to, you're going to refer to the five doctors, aren't you? <laughs> I am going to refer to the five doctors <laughs> later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Helen hates, obviously hates it. The others are all yeah, yeah, a wild they're, they're, time. She, fact, she pro- doesn't really want to. She's, she's a bit of a party pooper, isn't she, really? Well, yeah, she's having a miserable time. and She's upset that... Charles is buying drinks for everyone because he keeps losing the uh, drinking yeah. competitions with the locals. Yeah. Um, and, and you've got George Woodbridge, haven't we, as the innkeeper, presumably because Michael uh, Ripple yeah. was busy. Yeah. Um, classic Hammer supporting cast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then, then yeah, I think as I've alluded to before, um, they meet Father Shandor, they like him, but he says, don't go to Carlsbad, but come, come, yeah. come over to my... Um, Monastery, we'll have dinner, yeah. and they go. Well, you know, our itinerary is we're going to Carlsbad. Yeah, and then there's all the stuff about the castle, and there isn't a castle on the map. Nevertheless, it is there. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all sinister. I can't see why Helen's really scared. No, but they're watching this film this time. I mean, because Helen's there to be like, she's there to be prim and proper and annoying. But she's yeah. the only one who's got any sense at all. Yeah, yeah. The, the intense stupidity of partic- and recklessness of particularly Charles. It, I mean, I'd, 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 I think he's supposed to be the hero, but he I'd, is, I'd yeah. put him in prison. It's, it's <laughs> negligence. <laughs> it's just negl- like insane negligence. <laughs> the things he does, like, he get um, yeah. But basically, Dracula could never come back to life if Charles wasn't such a massive idiot. Yeah, and they start off their first incredibly stupid decision is not to go. Is they go to Carlsbad. Yeah. And then um, the next day, sure enough, um, the, there's been some kind of coach accident and they're late, and the driver refuses to um, get stuck near the castle um, during the night, so yeah. he chucks them out of the yeah the coach, which makes no sense. No. Why doesn't he just drive? Why don't you just back? drive them back? Yeah. yeah. But because he also says, "Oh, I'll come back for you tomorrow." Yeah, if you're still alive. Yeah. Well, so, well, no, well, I'll go back with you, and then I'll come back with, with you tomorrow. Yeah. Well, no, no, yeah, take that. So, <laughs> so, so then, when they get all get maybe Amanda, they didn't tip him, and and then you see the well, he, he, the the driver gives one of them a good old punch in the face. <laughs> <laughs> their relations aren't very cordial but um, our, 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 the Kents then listen to Helen and say alright oh, we won't go and take shelter in that lovely comfy looking castle up there yeah um, but, but but then a driverless horse and carriage comes down for them and yeah. they go oh and this they go, is brilliant oh, well let's get in this 
That's not at all weird. No, no, this is this is ideal. We'll just we'll just use this to drive on to Carlsbad. Yeah. And, and of course, um, it it takes them straight to the castle. Yeah. And when it does that, they don't go. That was weird. They go. Oh, this is nice. <laughs> what a lovely castle. Yeah. And then there's dinner laid out for them. And they think, oh, this is brilliant. And Helen's yeah. like, are oh, you mad? We're going to die. <laughs> no, it's all fine, Helen. No, this, it's is just, fine. this is just a, a, a psychic hotel where they know you're coming and can lay out dinner for you ready. Yeah, of course, it's, that's obvious. Um, there is a serious point about all this. Well, sort of serious point. I want to make a bit later about some of that stuff. You're seriously annoyed about just how stupid the English travellers actually are, with the exception, (laughs) honourable exception of Helen. Um, Um, Yeah, but no, there is actually just something. But let's get on a bit further first with well the 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 plot. So so they they have a bit of an explore, and they of course the 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 men leave the women alone in the castle because yeah exactly, and and because they are upstairs and they find all their luggage unpacked and go oh this is a bit. You know, convenient, brilliant, excellent, not creepy at all. Yeah, Fantastic. it's not at all creepy or weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but meanwhile, downstairs, Clove makes himself a pan. Uh, now, I just want to say that this this bit is just brilliant. And I thought this was like a real genius masterstroke of directing. Because um, Clove, paid by Philip Latham... Bruce in the Five Doctors. Yeah, he 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 comes into shot, and they've been sitting round eating dinner, and 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 you know just round the table, and he the music starts to ramp up. He comes into shot, and the way it's shot is very silhouetted. Now the genius of that is that they're clearly going to you as the viewer you're going to think this is Dracula. And obviously, to the people, the four people there, there's some stranger who's... But it, it's filmed in a very similar way, I think, to, to kind of... It, it, I, other... I, other kind of, it's designed to make you think that that, that well, is it, the appearance of Dracula because it plays out in a very similar way well, it's more to than the that. original film. It's more than... No, that's the point. That, that's yes. the point. It, 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 it mirrors that scene. It absolutely, and I just think that's absolutely brilliant. does. No, you're absolutely and right. And of course, Clove steps out into the, to the light and we're all like, oh, phew, it's not Dracula. And, and he just and says, oh, I was unpacking your luggage um, and my master count Dracula was a fantastic guy and even though he's dead now, he left instructions that visitors were yeah. to be you know, looked after. And so they all go, oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. He sounds doesn't, great. Doesn't, don't they ask um, where he is? And he says he's dead. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, in that kind of, uh, which I quite liked. I thought that was quite funny. <laughs> well, well, well that, that's it. Um, but Clover <coughs> convinces the Elise Charles that, that, but that Dracula's a great guy. And so yeah, he's going, ah, oh, brilliant, to count Dracula. And they're all drinking toast yeah. to count Dracula. Thinking, he sounds sound. <laughs> good, old, yeah. good old count Dracula. <laughs> It's not at all weird for for this place to have been set up. No, there with with all this stuff, just on the off chance that somebody might trundle plant past. They're very very trusting, aren't they? Yeah. But apart from Helen, who goes, "This is nonsense. We're going to die." She, she repeatedly does that. She won't touch yeah. the food. This is nonsense. We're going to die. So so, I'll, I can get onto my point here at this this bit. So I was thinking afterwards. Okay. 
So, obviously, in the original novel, and also in some of the other, I don't know if it was in the 58 um, Dracula as well, but Dracula obviously has a, this kind of influence over a group of people or things <coughs> beyond the confines of his own castle and everything. Um, so, given that we're supposed to believe that vampirism is, is gone and Dracula's dead, right? Who's controlling those horses to take them back to the castle when when they they come down? Because clearly they can't get the horses to move at all, and 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 are we sort of led to believe that Clove knows that they're on their way there? Because obviously, why would the horses get sent out? They wouldn't do, or is he just doing that every single night in hopes that they're going to sort of cap, catch any unsuspecting? people walking past and that just seems daft so clearly he must he must know somehow and I don't know how that works if if Dracula's influence is is no longer there I think unless it actually is I think Dracula's malign influence is powerful in the castle he's obviously controlling Clove I mean he obviously has some power over him or something like that as he does indeed Uh, later on to Ludwig but uh, but he's obviously he, he obviously has um, control over uh, the I mean in, in the original novel of course he's got control dominion over the night creatures yeah, he? yeah, so, yeah. Um, but he's alive then or or not yeah, I, I you think, know what I mean. It's, it's, it's his. Uh, I think the only answer, Paul, is, is it's his malign influence which persists after his death. But yeah, it's a really good point, though, because it means it means that he he must be there to some extent, even when he's yeah. not. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think you, you actually find that kind of thing probably in the next few Dracula films as well. Yeah, I, th- I think it almost it almost has to like engineer his own resurrections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely see that in the, the the next few. Yeah, but yeah, it's uh, it just it just one of those things that sort of puzzled me a bit. I know it's a very fair point. Um, yeah, because narratively, it's never talked about and therefore doesn't make any sense, yeah. glossed over. But but it must just be his malign influence. And in fairness, the film is called Dracula, Prince of Darkness, and that does give him. Um, what you would say was more power than I guess it kind of implies a kind of a Satan like absolutely the Prince of Darkness is normally Satan or exactly Prince, so, Prince of Darkness is, is the name of another yeah. it's a title for Satan isn't it so, so uh, I think in another film he's called a Prince of Hell or something Dracula so, so his, his his power extends yeah um, from beyond the grave well and, and, and later on we see the grave grave he's supernaturally strong in a way that that wasn't made quite so obvious in the first one yeah sorry when he, it's when he breaks the sword later on but that's quite a bit later on um, he just snaps it I think I think I think he, he is supernaturally strong yes I think I think yeah I, I, actually I really like I think that that's a really easy cheap trick to just snap a sword <laughs> um 
Anyway, 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 he's not alive yet, according to our... No, of course he isn't. And of course, no. alive, dead. He's, he's not undead again. Yeah, but let's face it, no one's going to be surprised that he's uh, reappears, given the title of the film. Well, well no, because the tents <laughs> will go to bed. They do, yeah. And then... Um, the, uh, Alan hears some noise out in the corridor. It's, it's Clove dragging a chest. And yeah. he goes, oh, I'll just go and have a look to see what's going on. Helen's like, really, really, come on. <laughs> but he's like, oh no, it'll be fine. And, and he, he goes off, follows Clove, go, goes down into a secret uh, part of the castle. and Clove's Cleverly hidden behind a tapestry. Amazingly cleverly hidden behind a tapestry. <laughs> then Clove stabs him, hoists him up, um, cuts his throat, the blood pours down onto uh, Dracula's ashes. Into the porridge oats. Porridge oats, ketchup. Um, Stir it together, the remar- gas mask five, and then you get a nice, nice, nice Dracula. The remarkable special effects of Lesbo bring Dracula her back to life again. Yeah. In a very good sequence, actually. It is good, is yeah. Largely uh, dry ice and stop motion. Yeah, yeah, But it's yeah. really, is it? Yeah. Um, and, and then um, Clove goes and gets Helen, says, oh, your husband wants you. Helen goes, oh, okay. And then she walks out and then she, she gets knocked Ooh. in with Dracula. Interesting little detail when Dracula is resurrected because he's resurrected with no clothes on because his clothes are draped over a, a bit of furniture or whatever, something like that behind clothes when he's resurrecting it. Yeah. Um, so there we go, Dracula gets resurrected with nothing on. Which actually makes perfect sense. It does make perfect perfect sense. Yeah, and, that's, and, and it also gives rise to that shot of of the the hand clawing yeah. over the the coffin, yeah, and and I actually hadn't realised this before, but I mean this this room here is the coffin room from the first Dracula. It's the same tomb and stuff. It's it looks a bit different, but it's meant to be yeah. the same room, right? Um, so as you can really see here, this is Castle Dracula from the first yeah. film, and, and if, in fact it, there are some differences. The first film has got like <coughs> little trickling. Dream going past yeah, Castle Dracula, yeah. hasn't it? Whereas this is a big icy lake. But yeah. Um, uh, the continuity is quite strong between this and the first film. The, the callbacks and stuff. I mean, we don't know where Clove was during the first film, so that's another one of the mysteries, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but but, but uh, um, anyway, the, we cut to the next morning, and Diane and Charles wake up, can't find. Uh, Alan and Helen and then they find Helen and, and now she's all sexy because she's uh, a bride of Dracula um, and she tries to bite them yeah. and then Dracula tries to have a go but um, Diane's got a cross on and anyway they escape don't they yeah. sometimes there's a bit to do with the sword you mentioned yeah but um, they get away because of the cross so why is it that when you get turned into a vampire if you're a woman you immediately start dressing in a more kind of slutty way um, I don't know, that, that does go back to Stoker, doesn't it? Um, well, I, 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 maybe. <laughs> maybe it, it goes back to hell. <laughs> 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 um, but um, you, they become enslaved, so they dress how Dracula wants them to dress. Okay? That's true. Um, uh, and, and, and Dracula doesn't seem to like any of the girls that, 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 that he enslaves, does he? No, he gets, it's like as soon as he's changed them, it's like, yeah, you're boring now. Like he doesn't want Helen to actually bite anyone because he goes because yeah. he, he wants yeah. to doesn't he and, and he and pushes her away from from himself later on as well she tries to come in and kind of yeah 
uh, comfort him in some way. I don't need. Yeah, after after, after, her, after um, the, the other kids yeah. escaped. Yeah, but he's annoyed. I mean, so they've. It's an abusive relationship, basically. He's, yeah, he is a very bad boyfriend. He is. Um, <laughs> which is, you know, something something that people don't really say enough about Dracula. Really. <laughs> anyway, um, I think then. Oh, this is where my memory fails me slightly. Even though I watched the film last night, because <laughs> he, he he says he wants to go back, doesn't he? So they get to the, the the shepherd's hut, and then Charles wants to go back, and I can't for life of me remember why he wanted. To, oh, oh, he wants to go back for Alan, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah. uh, he doesn't know, so he go he, he discovers that Alan's dead. Yeah. And in fact, there was a in the script, it was going to be quite gruesome. He was going to, like, basically, because Alan's head would have been cut off yeah. if you have seen the head, well, the head separate from the body, but senses wouldn't have that. We just get an arm. Yeah, it's still quite out of the chest. Sometimes that's, that's, yeah. I think it works quite well, because we don't see see anything, but we see Charles open the chest, and his reaction's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. It gives us that sense of something fairly horrific. Yeah. Um, I can't remember Charles escapes again somehow doesn't he and he reunites with uh, Diane and she hits her head somehow uh, yeah oh no he, he, he's going the, 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 he gets in the oh, it's trap like, doesn't he yeah, he steals and the it, horse and it, and and it goes really yeah. fast and it comes out and she comes out of it but, yeah. but, but then he, he gets her to the, uh, the, the monastery yep and we meet Father Shandor again. Hooray! Hooray. Good old Father Shandor. We, we missed him in the... Like, we did. I mean, like, Dracula hasn't actually been in the film until about 45 minutes through, so yeah, halfway yeah. through. Yeah. But, but the Father, Father Shandor's been missing for, like, 45 yeah, yeah. minutes. So, so um, the main characters are, are the Kents, you know. I mean, yeah. they're not the most yeah, yeah. interesting characters, but they're the ones, with, the only ones that have the, the screen time. yeah. I don't know. I thought, apart from the fact that they they're completely uh, their their motivations for going to the castle and everything was completely rubbish. I thought generally they were quite reasonably believable. I liked them. I thought. I thought yeah. that's right. Yeah, I thought that's true. I thought they were quite well written. They had good uh, good relationships as, as a as a group. You know, they sort of like quite naturalistic relationship I, I, for 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 sort of Hammer film characters I thought I was quite I was quite impressed by the way they were written I, I, I agree and I think Jimmy Sangster was a really good writer it wasn't like because some of the John Elder ones he wasn't I mean Anthony Hines wasn't really a writer he was doing no. it because it was cheaper that he did it <laughs> yeah. some, someone else did it and, and no, Amicus Jimmy, Jimmy had Sangster that. wasn't a writer initially was he oh no no he wasn't he was a, a Ed, yeah, no, it was in the production, production office, production design yeah, no, type. He, he was, you're right. And they just said, right, you can write this. That, that, that's, that, that's very true, but he, he was a really But good, he was actually turned out to be good at it. He was a really yeah. good writer, yeah. I think, I think that's true. <laughs> Particularly in, uh, of horror films. So I, I think it is a bit of a cut above. And then, of course, you know, it is it is a fine cast. I mean, it, there's, there's no, no one disgraces themselves. It, and I, I agree. I agree completely with your analysis. Yeah. And what, what, what's more, there's another one of the unsung heroes at the monastery because we've got Thorley Waters playing Ludwig. Yes. Now, Ludwig. Uh, Renfield. 
Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But we we didn't have Renfield in Georgia. No, we didn't. No. But but I mean, he's not called Renfield here, but he, he eats the he's, fly. He's yeah. a crazy guy. Yeah. And obviously has the same relationship with Dracula that Renfield yeah, does yeah, yeah. In, 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 in the novel and the Lugosi yeah. film. Um, so, yeah, it's Renfield. And it's Thorley Waters. Thorley yeah. Waters, who um, saw many of these films. And, yeah. uh, uh, he'd been in Frankenstein Created Woman, which I think was around about the same time. Possibly. That's a little bit later, I think, isn't it? That's it. Well, I'm not exactly... It's around, it's around about time. the same, same Year time. Later, maybe and he played um, Dr. Watson, didn't he, to uh, Christopher Lee Sherlock Holmes. In that German show, oh, did he? Oh, was yeah. that was the that Deadly Necklace. Oh, I've seen okay. it. That's directed by Terence Fisher as well. Oh, okay, I've got, I've got that somewhere. All right. It, 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 it's really it's it's dubbed because it's dubbed and then Chris Lee doesn't do the voice of Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's not considered to be tremendously brilliant, but <laughs> but I did have it. <laughs> it <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's, it's, it's Thorley Waters is so sympathetic. I mean. I actually hate the character of Renfield. Yeah. I hate those bits in the the, the book. They're just like, oh, not this again. <laughs> Get back to the action. And, and, I, and I can't stand Dwight Fry in the Bela Lugosi film. He's just yeah. uh, like, oh. <laughs> I mean, that, 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 that film's great, but... But, but but he overacts so so awful awful yeah. it, it's obviously, it's very new for sound and it's very exactly yeah and, so they're, they're, yeah. they're all doing the whole yeah silent movie acting with speaking aren't they and, yeah and he's it, especially doing that and and I don't like um I don't even like the the Renfield in 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 uh, the Bram Stoker's Dracula Tom Waits yeah no, and uh, no in fact I've never liked. This is the closest to, to a Renfield of actually liked in any. The thing is, he, he kind of like it's it's an economic Renfield in that they don't really go into too much details to why he's there, apart from the fact that well, he's just. He does have that backstory, though. He does. It? I mean, but it's but it's like it's it's like one sentence or whatever where they we found him in yeah, the grounds of him and he was Castle Dracula twelve years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. I.e. <laughs> Yeah. So, so, but then you can see and then, and then, and why then, he sells them out to Dracula. And then, and then you know, he eats the fly, which then just like gets across the fact he's a bit loopy. Mm. Um, you know, but he, he's sort of sound enough for them to be able to let him do some of the the the, the copying work for, and, and he's doing stuff for some of their books, isn't he? Yeah, if he's, uh, carving the, the, the yeah. The so, so you know, it's 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 it, it sort of gets across all you need to know in a, a few sentences and he's he's the reason he's basically there is to to invite Dracula into the monastery which yeah he does because um, poor, poor, well there's loads of stuff in the monastery I mean Helen gets in and she gets captured yeah. and they stake her they stake yeah, her yeah, yeah. proper and um, steady <laughs> <laughs> and, and Dracula tries to turn uh, Diana into a vampire yeah, yeah. and he t- like, takes his top off doesn't he and, and yeah, does, yeah. D- does the, the does thing which, which is from the novel is, I think is that from the novel yeah I think that yeah, that's how you vampire someone isn't it you, not only do you um, bite them they have to drink your, your blood as yeah, well yeah, yeah. so, so he, he, he's, and he's pretty determined in fact he's he's more determined to turn her in to get her to drink his blood than to drink yeah. hers which is a bit different from, from but yeah. um, um, but then, then he kind of um, he ends up taking her away um, yeah. because they get interrupted yeah um, 
and um, then it's light again and then they're they're, they're in the a coffin each and Clover's driving the, the yeah which is isn't it it's quite similar to to the end of the first Dracula the rush back to Castle Dracula yeah. and the carriage and the pursuit yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah so we do that again but it but it plays out differently because um, obviously in, in, in the first film there Dracula actually gets into Castle Dracula but this time uh, Father Shandor and um, Charles they they managed to head him off just outside. Yeah. And Dracula's coffin ends up on the frozen moat. Yeah. Um, and then um, I think Charles is going to shoot him, but it's, it's like we well, can't actually. Oh, no, uh, no. No, he does. He does shoot it's, it's him. Not Charles, it? Cause, cause Charles is going to stake him, and he goes on to the ice to stake him, but it's too yeah. late, and then he wakes yeah. up. And then, um, and yeah, then, and then Diane's going to shoot him. And Father Sanders says, "Oh, don't do that." And then, and then it turns out to be a brilliant move. So yeah. then he tries to take the credit for it, takes the gun. <laughs> yeah, she shoots it. I don't know the, where they work out that there's the uh, running water. Oh yeah, which, which Father Sanders has conveniently uh, highlighted as a possible way of killing a vampire much, much earlier in the film. Yeah, because well, he has that speech, doesn't he? Yeah. Saying, you can kill a vampire. You can stake him through. You can do this through the heart, which you know this. about. You can chop off the heads, which you know about. Yeah. Oh, and you, and they then the, they drown in running water. It's like, wait, wait a minute, what? You've just made that up. That's not true. Where did you get that from? Oh, it, get, it gets much worse in the later Dracula yeah. films. Well, because and this is the first sign. Here. Well, not, yeah. actually, not the first sign because um, in Brides of Dracula, there's some nonsense with the windmill, isn't there? Yeah. And then then in Kiss of the Vampire, there's the plague of bats. Yeah, and so, so every single time in the Hammer films, they try and find a new way to dispatch the head vampire. Yeah, yeah. but here actually, it's really effective because because he gets like uh, cut cut off and then finally sent into the ice, yeah. doesn't he? And, and there's that scene of him uh, just yeah. slipping into the ice, going. Oh, yeah, it really, works works quite well. I mean, I'm doing the action of moving my arms. Up you are, yeah, you are. And again, great. We should do this as a YouTube video. Then a lot of it <laughs> would make more sense. <laughs> Um, and 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 then uh, you know the, the day is saved. Apart from you know, apart from the the dead Kents don't come back. But you know, you can't have everything, can you? No. Um, and Dracula is defeated again. Um, and then the last shot is this weird shot of Dracula under the ice. It is, it? yeah. Uh, or, yeah, which which is kind of haunting, really. Um, and, and that's it. And I think we've actually covered a lot of what, what I wanted to say about it anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my, I think we've sort of did that, done that as we've gone along. My 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 real closing point though is um, this is really good. This yeah. is a really good film. Now, th- this is, in many ways um, is the ultimate Hammer film because um, this kind of embodies all the stuff you like about it. I mean, I know it doesn't have Peter Cushing in it, so that, 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 yeah. that, that well, uh, uh, the clip at the beginning, but apart from that, but, um, Father Chandler is a good, a good replacement and it's got the, the, the setup, the monster, the chases, the action scenes are really good. It breezes along. It's, it's just like a perfect slice of, um, yeah. like action gothic. I think they, they're the kind of, I know they're meant to be horror films, but they're kind of action films. Yeah, well, they, we've know? said that about the first Dracula, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. It's got a lot more uh, in common with an action film than a... But not only that, but I think Hammer struggled to understand 
what it was that had worked so well. Yeah. So I think after the the, the first three, that they, they did like the Phantom of the Opera and everybody hated it, and they did they tried to do sci-fi and uh, war films and pirate for pirate yeah. films and all, all all sorts of things, and they did racist the, films. The, the, the Brides of... Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, they did do that, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know which one I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I think Tongs might be involved, I think. <laughs> uh, but they... Um, um, so they, they thought, oh, what was good about Dracula was Van Helsing, so they made Brides of Dracula. And then, yeah. No, Venture Frankenstein, that was good. Yeah, that, that was good. Yeah. But then they did Evil of Frankenstein, so they hadn't quite seen what, why it was working. Yeah. And... and um, Okay, they thought, well, uh, Kiss of the Vampire, uh, this isn't working either. What's going wrong? What's going wrong? And then it's just like, oh no, this is what people, this is what yeah. people like. This yeah. is the thing. And, and, and uh, Dracula, Prince of Darkness kind of distills what was, what was good, what people liked, what, what I liked, what, what, uh, about the original uh, Hammer films. And it, and it yeah. turned it into a, uh, um, something that was repeatable it's just like um, well, you, well now, nowadays we've got the Marvel formula haven't you we, yeah. we, we've got the, uh, the there was a lot there were, there, were, there, were, there were those early ones the Sam Raimi Spider-Man and whatever it was like well this is good but it's like oh the, the sequel's not, not I don't really know how this is working and the Hulk film dreadful but then it's like Iron Man and then yeah. bang 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 and then we've had like 20 films and they're all great because they follow the formula but they change it yeah, up yeah. at this point I think this is <clears throat> Hammer catching on to that yeah <laughs> and, then, and, and after, after this there are a lot of Hammer films that follow this formula <laughs> yes and, yeah. and some are more successful than others but there are a lot of good ones that come after this yeah they're yeah. much more sure-footed after this for a good many years so yeah. this is a really important film in, yeah. in the history of Hammer and this 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 film more than any other is why there is such a thing as a Hammer film and say Hammer film because you could say oh there was a good Dracula in the 50s yeah yeah. but but, but this film is the thing that turned it it's into sort of like, the whole it, yeah genre. into a genre or, yeah. Or, or, yeah a sort of industry right, and, and one, one that's, that lasted yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah to, to this day so really important film okay so one thing I just wanted to sort of ask your opinion on yes was um, and some of this I think you, you might have changed my mind a little bit was I was wondering about because I remember when I first saw this I actually quite liked the fact that Dracula didn't speak that he was literally just a monster yeah um, this time around I wasn't entirely sure because I felt that it was um, him not speaking was a bit clunky in some scenes there are other scenes where it's really good and obviously Christopher Lee conveys everything in a, a, a little snarl or look or whatever and all of that physical stuff is great but it almost felt a little bit like they were trying too hard not for him not to speak and it, it, I'm sure there were a couple of instances where I just thought he didn't need to say much but so it just I, seemed a bit yeah wrong. I love his delivery I love Christopher Lee's delivery and obviously we've got Scars of Dracula where he does say a fair few things in, in that yeah, yeah. and you get to enjoy uh, the a more sophisticated, more rounded performance, yeah, because yeah? he has to do the human element of Dracula as yeah. well. Um, but I think it really. I mean, I, I mean, think, I think it works. Okay. I mean, this is this is. I mean, they couldn't do this again. So when they did the the third film, Dracula's Risen from the Grave, he does start speaking again. Yeah, in, yeah, in that. yeah. But 
I think that the the problem was that there was no reason for him to to to, to be human again. No, he was always the the mo- no. the mo- in this film he's the monster. He doesn't. Well, it's it's similar to say like the mummy or or, or the curse of Frankenstein, really, isn't it? It's a similar. Christopher Lee's doing a similar thing. Yeah, that's very he's, true. He's being a physical monster and doing everything in a, in a very physical way, and he's brilliant. And and conveys all of that, but, but I was I was unsure. I just felt sometimes there were the odd scene where I just felt that that um, it seemed a bit contrived that he didn't say something. But I can say I can, I didn't I didn't feel like he should have spoke. <coughs> uh, I don't think he should have had point. tons of. Um, I, d- I don't feel like he should have had big long speeches or anything. I just feel like there were a couple of times where perhaps he well. It, it could is, have just said something. Or it is diff- difficult, isn't it? Because when he has the, like the monster, he should, he can still speak. So you would think he, he would still speak yes. sometimes, but he doesn't really threaten or anything. People does he? He he basically basically like animalistically. Just, I mean, goes he basically them. just turns up and starts biting everybody effectively and, 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 straight away and trying to attack everyone. And the first ten minutes of Dracula is when he's not trying to do that. So yeah, yeah. Then, then he's yeah. Then then he's in, in, interesting. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe maybe that's it. Maybe it's the fact that I know that that character does speak, and it just it's a bit occasionally a little bit jarring when he's not saying anything. But um, it is. I mean, it is. But very, then you were right. That, you're right that the, the first film he 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 doesn't say anything after the first. Um, what is it? Ten, fifteen minutes of his appearance. After he's revealed to be a vampire, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay, um, I I'm not sure I have anything else to say. I think I'll no, I don't. I don't think I do. But uh, um, yeah, I really enjoyed. I just uh, I really enjoyed watching this again. I haven't seen it for a long, long time, and I really enjoyed watching it again. I think that was it. Was it was very good? Uh, it just made me slightly annoyed. Um, and just annoyed that when the hammer came back, it never occurred to them to just make a gothic action film like this. And they yeah. and they made that they made just so many dreadful films and one good one. Yeah. <laughs> but but and that was a ghost story. Why didn't they have a crack at this kind of thing? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I think they were just trying to do stuff that was contemporary with what else was being done. I th- well, yeah. Uh, that's that's true enough, but uh, this this seems like this seems like such a winning formula. But then I guess that that that's what you would say. It's it's the, like the yeah. This is the, the perfect distillation of the winning. Well, I think there's formula. probably a way you could do that. You could you could do use that that formula, but and then but just twist it and subvert it slightly and make it a bit more modern. I'm sure you. I'm sure there must be a way that a decent writer could do that. I, I, I absolutely think that's that's right. Yeah. I just don't think they even tried. No, no. I mean, yeah. But anyway, that's a, that's a story for another day. It is. So um, yeah, this this is is a thumbs up for me. A thumbs up for me. Yeah, it's not scary though. Oh, well, there was an intro. There was a, no. It's not scary. It's like the the first Dracula. It's like a, it's it's a sort of action thing. Oh, there was an interesting anecdote just from reading around that I found actually that. Um, uh, at one point, apparently, Barbara Shelley swallowed one of her fangs. Oh, I didn't know and, that. And, and, and um, apparently, they they 
had to get her to drink salt water so that she would sick it back up because they didn't have the money to, to create another one. <laughs> That's really looking after the talent. Okay, is, here's, yeah. here's, here's an interesting fact for you then. Um, yeah. When Barbara Shelley screams in this film, it, it's, it's Susan Farmer. I see, I knew that as well, but I'd forgotten that one. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. I've got more interesting facts. Apparently got... there's a trailer that you can see, one of the German, German trailer German, where yeah, you can yeah. actually hear her scream. Yeah, if you really care about that. Yeah. But who yeah. cares? No, not me. Um, let's wrap it up. It's, okay. We're nearly at the hour now. Let's, let's, let's wrap it up. It's been, yeah. it's been good. This has been a great special has, episode. Yeah. Um, we'll do another special episode. We've talked about... Uh, an episode so special we shouldn't really reveal anything apart from we might have to go on location to record it yeah and there is some other, we, yeah we've we've got some other ideas and hopefully we'll be a bit more regular than however many months it's been well yeah well maybe <laughs> eight but months or something stupid you could encourage us by visiting our social media presences and saying yeah good job lads you or you do. could discourage us by visiting our social media pre- <laughs> uh, pages and going yeah this, that was a waste of time so you know either or really yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and uh, I should probably tell you where those social media things are, where you can find us. So we're a very British horror on Facebook, and on Twitter we're at, at very Brit horror. And you can email you us. Can email us at very British horror at gmail dot com. And, and, uh, and you, can, got... you can leave us a review on iTunes if you want to do that before uh, it's taken and, down. And let's not. Forget that Instagram thing that must be full of top photos. Oh, yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> we are on Instagram. If you can bother to do it, I think there's about two photos. <laughs> Sounds unbelievable. <laughs> um, so, until the next time, if there is a next time, I've been Chris Denton. And I'm Paul Monk. Good night. Bye.